0: All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Bullpen. In The Bullpen today, we have Miss Brianna Lyman, news and commentary writer at Daily Caller. Brianna, good day, welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. We are going to chop it up about massive GOP infighting. Infighting happens with all political parties. But this is a different flavor. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about this infighting or the effectiveness of it. So if you would give us your sentiment, I would then opine.
1: All right, well, obviously we know there's a lot of infighting going on. I assume that the biggest one that you might wanna talk about would be Trump versus DeSantis. So what I will say on this, just uh, face value. Donald Trump has been this way since 2015. We know how he goes after his opponents and what I will say is this. If a candidate like Ron DeSantis, for instance, cannot handle these kinds of attacks, this is a man who also cannot handle the presidency. So that's where I'm going to start that.
0: That is really interesting. Um, so let's talk about something McConnell said. McConnell said, you know, basically Trump is going to uh, burn down the party. And he's talking about the political party known as the Republican Party, which to me is not really recognizable. But they gave Trump the keys. And now, and I'm not taking Trump's side. Please believe that. All right. <laughs> but it is ironic, Brianna, that the same people that literally gave the man the keys to the house, the name on the lease, are now saying, well, he's no longer invited. He's no longer welcome. Uh, we don't like his tactics when they championed those same tactics when he got the nomination and when he became president of the United States. Do you not find it quite ironic?
1: Well, I think the the irony that you're pointing out is not so much that they don't want to let Trump back in. They think that they have the power to do that. But what they fail to forget is that it's not Mitch McConnell who's electing Donald Trump. It's the voters who are electing them, and they were not fans of Donald Trump again all the way back in 2015. This is a man who went against the establishment and the media, so he's always had people put targets on his back.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the losing of power. Uh, Donald Trump, the vast majority of candidates he endorsed lost. Uh, That was not the reality when he ran for president The first time the popularity of Donald Trump would guarantee anybody who ran in a Republican primary would basically win. He had an 88% win rate when it came to endorsements in Republican primaries. That has almost shifted to the other side. What do you attribute his loss of power and influence in the GOP to?
1: That's a good question. And I think that again, I wanna bring this back to Ron DeSantis because I think Republicans are tending to see that Ron DeSantis is what Donald Trump, what they like in Donald Trump but without the whole uh, political incorrectness. And so I think that a lot of people saw Donald Trump's rhetoric and then the candidates that he endorsed and said, we don't want this backing." which. The bottom line remains though is that if you look at polling data, for instance, let's go back to the springtime. Even though Republican voters may not want Donald Trump to be the face of the Republican Party, they nonetheless wanted his policies in place. It was upwards of 80% said we want him involved in some capacity, maybe not the presidency. So I do believe that even though Donald Trump's endorsements maybe not have been as fruitful as some would have expected. The buck did stop, though, with people like Mitch McConnell, uh, Kevin McCarthy, Ron McDaniel. I think they also need to take some blame for the poor uh, Republican show out in the midterms.
0: Let's, before you go, let's chop it up quickly about uh, the reality of adverse policy. So, the vast majority of policy initiatives that are championed by Republicans are actually opposed by Americans. I'm go- going to give you some popular ones Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, many Republicans are on record saying that we need to create more reform, restrict, How many people can qualify, uh, increase the age of qualification, et cetera, et cetera. Those are number one and number two, the most popular federal programs in the country. And they happen to adhere or connect to the largest voting demographic in the nation as well. Do you not see this as a problem for Republicans moving forward if they do not figure out how to get the message on this correct?
1: Well, the Republicans, I I think you're probably referencing Rick Scott right now. We're talking about his 11 point plan. Well,
0: not Rick Scott, Matt Waltz said it, Uh, you also had Rubio who said it. You had Ted Cruz who said it and you had Lindsey Graham who said it. So it's not just Rick Scott.
1: And I will say, I think there's nothing wrong with them saying that. And the reason I say that is this. Those may be very popular programs, but it's up for the voters to decide. Uh, And for instance, this is why I think sunsetting is important because every five years let voters have their voice. And the thing is, listen, it may turn out to be poor for Republicans. They may lose all their seats, but they'll learn a lesson. But nonetheless, the most Mm. important part about that is the voters are the ones who are making that decision rather than grandfather some kind of uh, program. And when we talk about social security, listen, social security was put in place. It was supposed to be temporary relief. That was what FDR put it in place to do. It obviously expanded over the past few decades, both Republicans and Democrats had their part in it. But I will say, it's not just Republicans who have been concerned about the insolvency of this program. I mean, Joe Biden, 1975, 1995, he said, we need to stop uh, you know, having these programs that aren't sunsetted, let's do social security. Every four years, let's vote on it. In the 80s, he said, one year, freeze all spending, including social security and Medicare. So I think that this is a bipartisan problem that could yeah. be solved, We can answer these questions.
0: You know, it is interesting because you're right. Democrats have also promoted building the wall. Democrats have promoted uh, the idea of illegal aliens rather than undocumented workers. But the bottom line is something you just said, it's all about the voters. And you're not talking about the voters in 1975, you're talking about the voters in 2023. And if it is about the voters in 2023, it must be about the policies presented in 2023. Uh, And not the policy presented in 1975. So I would submit to you that when the infighting is over, at some point, Brianna, we're gonna start paying attention to real policies again. Would you not agree?
1: I I do agree, yes.
0: All right. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, We don't have ample time like I wanted, but we're gonna invite you back, okay? We'll appreciate you.
1: Great, thank you so
0: much. Thank you.